Welcome to In Your Element, a gaming podcast. My name is Matthew Adler. Thanks for joining me today. This is my first episode, so I'd like to focus on my personal gaming history so you can get to know me and the type of games I'm interested in. Hopefully, we have some shared interests. My goal with this podcast is to feature a weekly guest to chat about what's current in gaming, chat about specific parts of gaming's history, whether that's looking back on old games or looking at big moments in the industry. Before we jump in, I want to let you know where you can find me on social media. Uh, Instagram is going to be at In Your Element Podcast. Twitter is at IYE Podcast. We have a Facebook page set up at In Your Element Podcast. Uh, feel free to show some support on my Patreon, patreon.com slash In Your Element. I do have a Discord set up. You know, once we grow the community, that'll be uh, exclusive for Patreon subscribers. And if you have any questions or comments, feel free to email me at inyourelementpodcast at gmail.com. All right, let's go ahead and jump in. I want to start with some news, some hot news for today. Uh, Super Smash Brothers Ultimate had a direct this morning, bright and early. I got up very early for that and started at 7 a.m. Um, the big announcements that came out of that, we have King K. Rule announced, which was huge. Um, people have been asking for that for years, it seems like, since Melee. I remember back in the day following message boards, people always clamoring for a lot of different iconic Nintendo characters. He was always at the top of the list, it seemed like. Uh, Simon Belmont from the Castlevania series. Um, excited? I haven't really played too much Castlevania, uh, other than what's on the NES Classic or Super Nintendo Classic. So that's definitely a blind spot for me. Uh, they did announce three Echo characters as well. So for those of you who aren't familiar, the Echo characters this time around are basically what the clones were in the past. So, um, you know, you have your uh, Daisy as an Echo character for Peach. Um, you've got a lot of the Fire Emblem characters as Echoes as well. Uh, today they announced Richter Belmont, which is also from Castlevania. He's going to be an Echo for Simon. And then Chrome from Fire Emblem Awakening and Dark Samus, which I'm super hyped about. So after today, that brings the character total to 67 in Ultimate, which is crazy. Um, it's getting to the point now where I, I feel like it's almost overwhelming, the amount of characters that are in there. I think uh, last uh, Super Smash Brothers that came out on Wii U and 3DS, that felt like a lot then. Uh, and that game felt really convoluted in a sense between the different menu systems and changing settings, uh, it just felt overwhelming then. So I can only imagine what it's going to be like now. So I hope for the best. Um, I think it's going to be a huge game regardless. I just hope they clean up some of the menus a bit. So just to compare, last uh, Wii U version and 3DS, it was 58 characters in total, seven of which were DLC. And we're at 67 now. Uh, I was under the impression during E3 that they were not going to have very many new characters. Sakurai said uh, they were, you know, basically to temper your expectations and make sure that you're not um, holding out for all these characters. But so far, man, they're hitting like every single character that everybody's wanted. So what does that leave? Waluigi, that's what everyone's been wanting. Um, Gino from uh, Super Mario RPG, I feel like has been one I've seen for years so we'll see, man. Um, I'm excited. They uh, showed off a bunch of new assist trophies as well. Shovel Knight, which was bittersweet because I think we all kind of expected he was going to be playable. 
Um, he's not, but he's still in the game, which is cool. They showed a montage of uh, all the other assist trophies kind of together, and Bomberman was in there too. So I guess that kind of deconfirms him as a playable character, something that I think we were all expecting to happen as well. But um, And then lastly, Knuckles, which is kind of cool. So nice to see more representation from Sonic's franchise. Uh, I'm holding out for Shadow being an Echo Fighter for Sonic still, because that would be really nice. They showed off some new Pokemon as well. Um, Solgaleo and Lunala from Sun and Moon, so the legendaries there. And then they just showed off a bunch of others, uh, all sorts of generations. Um, Abra was in there, which is kind of cool. He just like teleports people around the stage, but it looks fun. Speaking of stages, uh, we're at 103 playable stages in Smash Brothers Ultimate. That's a lot of stages. Uh, I am overwhelmed looking at the screen with a stage select. Uh, but the cool thing that they announced is that all of the stages are going to have a playable uh, Final Destination mode, which is no surprise. They had that in the previous generation. And also now a Battlefield um, Stage 2. So you can have the uh, traditional um, Battlefield stage, which is like the two platforms on the bottom and then the one on the top um, for every stage. So if you combine the fact that you've got those two variations of each stage, uh, we've got over 300 unique stages in the game which is uh awesome so i'm excited for that um the other thing they talked about was the music in the game so smash has always had uh, traditionally really good music just remixing nintendo classics uh, making their own music which is good um, sakurai said that this version is going to have just a massive catalog of music over 800 songs so let that sink in for a moment I think he said it was like 27 or 28 hours straight music if you were to listen to it all the way through. There is going to be, um, you know, a sound area where you can go and listen. They showed off like an album mode, so they've organized all the franchises into albums. Um, playlists, support. You can listen to it on the go if you want to with the screen off. If you're so inclined, throw it in your bag with some headphones on, listen to some old school stuff. They did show off the uh, the title screen as well, and one of the icons was blurred out intentionally, and they kind of made a pass at that saying, we can't talk about it now, but we will in the future, something along those lines. So everybody's trying to figure out what that is. Uh, hopefully, we're getting some sort of a single player mode. I'm just worried that if they haven't said anything now, that... Uh, that it, it doesn't get delayed because I know that happened with uh, Brawl, I think, when they had uh, subspace, no, Melee. One of those got delayed because they uh, they announced the single player mode like a few months before the game was supposed to launch, pushed it back. So that was pretty much the takeaway from the Smash Direct. I'm excited for it for sure. Like the hype is just rolling through. The other big news today is that Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu and Let's Go Eevee are going to be featuring Mega Evolutions, which is really exciting. Um, I'm getting more and more excited for this game um, since they've shown it off at E3. Initially, I thought it was going to be just, you know, a, a really stripped down version of Pokemon Yellow with uh, some Pokemon Go elements thrown in for catching. But then they showed off, you know, 
the gyms. They've got the trainers there. The trainer battles are still going to be normal. Um, it's just really the wild encounters that have changed. Those are basically like Pokemon Go now where you just throw the ball um, at the Pokemon. But the good thing is that there's no more random encounters. So it's nice to see Pokemon catch up with uh, you know the rest of the RPG world and taking away random encounters. I think we can all uh, safely say that we're over that now. Um, growing up in the 90s with RPGs and playing those games, you know, that was core to uh, to that experience. But now I think with just how many games are out and how long RPGs generally are, uh, it seems excessive to throw random encounters in there. So I'm glad to see that they've made that change at least. Um, nice to see the mega evolutions again as well. So I'm excited for this. Uh, I'm definitely going to be picking it up for sure. But the more I hear about it, the more, um, you know, I'm excited. So cool. Um, tying into that, uh, Pokemon Go has some news. Uh, I've been playing a lot more Pokemon Go now since pretty much since they announced that it was going to tie in with the new series this fall or uh, this winter rather. So um been playing a lot more of that. I kind of fell off after like the first year um jumped back in now been playing a lot and uh they have a community event this weekend so it's going to be running for two days august 11th and august 12th from 11 a.m to 2 p.m pacific time and the pokemon featured this time is eevee so all of the um eevees out there are going to have potential for shinies which is cool and uh, the move that's going to be exclusive to the EVs caught during the event is going to be a normal type charged move called Last Resort. So get out there, catch those EVs, um, start stockpiling them for the uh, other evolutions that are coming in the future. All right, so that's it for the news for today. I just wanted to go through some of the big topics that I had seen. Uh, let's go ahead and move into my gaming history now. So. Let's see. My history starts back in, well, probably the early 90s. So I was born in 89, and my first true console that I owned myself was a Sega Genesis. Um, that was the first one that my parents got me for Christmas, and it came with like a six-pack game with different games built in. Um, Streets of Rage was one of them, Golden Axe. There was a game called Columns, which was like a puzzle game shinobi just like some games that i had never heard of um and then one that i had called sonic the hedgehog i remember playing that at my uh at my cousin's house and just fell in love with it so that was the first game that i really dove into and invested a lot of time in and really loved um during that time the super nintendo was out as well I did not have a Super Nintendo, but all my friends did. So I kind of got to play a lot of the games just naturally going over to their house. We had one at the uh, daycare thing that I would go to after school. So it was kind of cool. I got to play Donkey Kong Country games and Mario games and really got my first taste of Nintendo. And realized that... They were making some better games than what was over on the Genesis side. Besides the Sonic games, there wasn't really much that stood out from that that uh, console generation for me. But I was also a lot younger too, so I don't have the nostalgia of some of those games that um, I'm sure some other people have played. So 
the first um i'd say the first console i it's weird to call it a console since it's portable but the first um the first portable if you will that i really got invested in was the game boy color so i got that when i was like seven or eight years old and i remember the first game that i got with it was pokemon blue version had no idea what Pokemon was. I don't know why I asked for it. Uh, I don't even remember seeing like commercials or anything. It was just this obscure game that I had heard about from school. So I decided I'd give it a shot. And uh, I still remember the first time playing that and getting to, um, you know, the random encounters and seeing all these different creatures. And uh, that was my first exposure to RPGs in general. Um turn-based battles, everything. I had never encountered anything like that before, just generally playing like platforming type games growing up. But that, I think, set the tone for what I'd be really interested in going forward in the future. So I think a lot of what I know in gaming and appreciate can probably be traced back to Pokemon Blue version, which is kind of cool. Besides that, I had, you know, the Mario Land series, which are pretty archaic now to play but those were fun um and then wario land which was uh, a pretty underrated series i feel like i don't know what the general consensus is on that i haven't heard uh anything about wario land in a long time but those were very fun um after that i got an n64 shortly after i got my game boy i want to say and that was like the console to have when you were younger. I mean, everybody had an N64, GoldenEye, and Super Smash Brothers, and Mario Party, and uh, Mario Kart 64, and Star Fox. I mean, the list goes on. There was just so many good games there. But the uh, the one that really stood out for me, I mean, no surprise, Mario 64. Just such a good game. Such a classic. Um, I really just fell in love with that 3d platforming and after that uh let's see i played uh donkey kong 64 i know that game has a pretty bad uh reputation now um a lot of people look back on it with uh rose tinted glasses and i'm probably looking at it that way too but uh i just fell in love with that that whole collect-a-thon if you will and um rare games in general Banjo-Kazooie, Banjo-Tooie, like those were awesome games to play too. Besides that, Paper Mario is a game that I will always love. Just the uh, the art style in that game was incredible. The battle system, being able to swap out your buddy characters. Um, it, was, it was a unique game for the time, and I hope one day we see a true sequel. Um, besides the thousand year door that came out on gamecube i want to see like a modern paper mario i feel like that franchise has just gone they're they're trying too many different things with it and i just want them to go back to the core paper mario experience that'd be good besides that we had pokemon snap pokemon stadium n64 was a good console man i really liked it i miss it and I hope we see an N64 Classic Edition. If uh, if Nintendo's smart, they'll make that. Cool. Um, after that, I had uh, PS1. And that was my first exposure to Sony. And just 
their ecosystem. Um, definitely influenced me now. I think if I were to look at my current gaming and everything that I had gone through, it's it's been Nintendo and Sony pretty much through and through. Um, so with the PS1, I remember playing that at a buddy's house, playing um, Tomb Raider and Resident Evil and um, just games I had never you know, seen before, if you will, and finally got my own and started playing um, a lot of the platformers on there since I was still really into a lot of the 3D platformers. So Crash Bandicoot, Spyro, uh, Crash Team Racing was fun. Uh, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater. I mean, what a classic. Tony Hawk 1 and 2. Man, those games are good. Um, and I think the big influence uh, for me on the PlayStation 1 had to be Final Fantasy VIII. So that was the first Final Fantasy game that I had ever played. And uh, again, played it over at a buddy's house. And uh, I don't know what what struck me, but I just fell in love with it immediately. It felt like what I had loved so much about Pokemon, but grown up with the different battles and um, you know, a lot more mature narrative, if you will. So it just felt like the right game for me. It hit me at the right time. So um, I unfortunately did not play Final Fantasy VII during this period. I went from eight to nine and jumped into Final Fantasy Tactics, um, played some other oddball games like Legend of Dragoon, which was a pretty good, pretty good uh, kind of RPG. Another kind of Pokemon feeling game, though. So really, uh, really good catalog of games on the PS1. Um, after that, I got my Nintendo GameCube, and I think that's probably my favorite console from my childhood is my GameCube. That just had so many good games that stuck with me and are franchises that uh, you know have been supported over the years or things that are going to be coming out at some point in the future. Uh Super Mario Sunshine, fantastic game. Still waiting for some sort of an HD remake of that. I'd love to play through that again. Paper Mario, The Thousand Year Door, the sequel to the game I loved so much on N64. Um, I got my first real taste of Metroid on the GameCube. So Metroid Prime came out, and I had never played anything like that. And to this day, I think that's still one of my favorite games of all time is the first Metroid Prime. That sense of just exploration and uh, the sense of just feeling so alone in that game and just the music was just unbelievable. I hope we get some sort of a Metroid Prime trilogy on Switch because I have been itching to go and play through those again. Those are fun, fun games. <clears throat> so uh, what else we got on GameCube? We had uh, Luigi's Mansion, Pikmin, Sonic Adventure 2, which was... I don't know if that game's really critically received well, but it was fun. The little chow gardens, raising all those little guys, that was fun. Um, Beautiful Joe... If anyone remembers that, that was a that was a cool game. You kind of uh, had like a hand-drawn art style and you'd like be able to freeze time and rewind it. And it was kind of like comic book looking. 
um, Animal Crossing. That was the first time I had ever jumped into that game and just lost it. It was so good. And that is a franchise that has stuck with me for sure. I'm waiting for a new one on Switch at some point. What else we had on on uh, GameCube? Uh, there's a game that I liked on there called Lost Kingdoms, which was kind of like a RPG, action RPG, but you had like uh, cards that you'd collect and you'd throw them out. And if I remember correctly, like summon monsters or catch them or something. Again, kind of Pokemon aspects in there. Um, I looked back at that game recently and found out that it was developed by From Software. So the guys that did Dark Souls and Bloodborne, they made that game. Who would have thought? Um, After that, I had my Game Boy Advance. So that was was like the big upgraded portable console from Nintendo at the time. And I got to try some good games on there too. Really influential games. Metroid Fusion. I had um, played through Super Metroid um, at some point during my childhood and uh metroid fusion was like a call back to that 2d style metroid and it came out simultaneously if i recall at the same time that metroid prime did and i remember playing through those and they were just so good both of them so different but so good and um then they remade zero mission on game boy advance which was uh what a good game that was going back through and playing through the original metroid basically with uh upgraded visuals and uh, remastered music. That was a treat. Uh, Fire Emblem. That was the first time I I think it came to the U.S. And kind of gave me that um, strategy RPG on the go, which was uh, which was really good and uh, definitely a franchise that I still really enjoy to this day. Um, got my first exposure to golden sun on game boy advance i feel like that's a franchise that i would love to see make a resurgence at some point um of course pokemon sapphire version that was uh, the first big jump that they made after gold and silver to uh, game boy advance and just like overhauled the visuals i mean everything with those games got upgraded each generation it seemed like um uh final fantasy tactics advance fantastic game i i remember playing through that and just enjoying it so much the uh judge system was so good so many classes it was just so accessible to pick up and play but really good um the warioware games so warioware um on the game boy advance was the first into that series and that was a game that uh I played just so much of with my buddies just trying to like beat our high scores and such and uh just picked up the new one on 3ds warrior gold shout out that is a good game if you like warrior games you like those micro game styles um, definitely give that a shot it's a it's a good kind of feels like a greatest hits of the entire series so definitely a good send-off i'm sure they're gonna head over to switch at some point in the future um what other games on Game Boy Advance were good? Um, Mario Kart, of course, always fun. Um, uh, Sonic Advance, I remember just being so hyped for that because I loved, you know, growing up with Sonic. 
I was like, oh man, this is going to be great. It looks like it's going back to the 2D Sonic that I loved growing up. And the game was just absolute garbage. I remember just feeling so disappointed. I was like hyped for it and just really let down. So uh, that seemed to start a kind of a downfall for uh, Sonic and Sega over the next decade. It seemed like they just kept throwing shit at a wall, hoping it was going to stick and didn't really get any, uh, any big games until arguably until Sonic mania came out, um, last year on switch. So they, uh, that was a franchise that I kept giving chances to. And every time just got let down each time. So, then we move into the PlayStation 2 era, the the next generation at the time. Um, it felt like a huge jump up over the PlayStation 1, and I got to play through Final Fantasy X, which was just such a memorable experience. Uh, Final Fantasy X-2, which was also good. Um, Grand Theft Auto. I remember um, I had a G- or, yeah, GTA, just Grand Theft Auto. I think it was two on uh, PS1, and it was like a top-down. Um, it's essentially the same game. You go through and play missions, and you know, run from the cops and everything. But it was like a top-down view is uh, really, really different. And then they made that transition into full 3D with uh, GTA 3, um, San Andreas, Vice City, wonderful. Uh, Resident Evil 4 played through. That was a that was a good game. Um, played a lot of Guitar Hero as everybody did at that time. That was just like the go-to. Uh, played a lot of Madden, NBA Street. This is where I, I really got into sports games, and it seemed like for for a long time, maybe it seemed like probably ten years. Uh, There's just like mo- I mostly played. It felt like sports games. Like I'd still have my Nintendo stuff that I'd play, but uh, when it came to Sony, it seemed like I just transitioned away from a lot of like the the single player sit down and play and just played a lot more sports games with just buddies and stuff. Um, got uh, an Xbox when the Halo 2 bundle came out. So that was my first exposure to Microsoft and uh, the Halo franchise. And it was good, man. I definitely remember playing like Halo Combat Evolved at buddies' houses and stuff. That'd be like such a good game to go. Just like sleep over at friend's house, just everybody playing Halo. So Halo 2 was, uh, it was good, man. I played that game quite a bit online. And I still feel like that was the gold standard for online play. I mean, even now, like the matchmaking was just solid. Um, you know, the, the online chat, the party functionality was great. So I think that was uh, a Xbox, Microsoft was just a pioneer in making that online uh, what it is today, you know? I think that was like definitely the groundwork for the online infrastructure that we've got today. But other than that, I didn't play too much on the Xbox. I just, for some reason, I was not a fan of a lot of the franchises on there, you know, besides Halo, and I didn't really even get too invested in Halo. Um, after that, I had my DS, remember getting the original DS, uh, I was hyped for that, that dual screen, you know, touch screen on the bottom half. The first one was 
atrocious looking. It was just an absolute disaster of a of a, a visual console. But the games on there were good. So we had um, New Super Mario Brothers. Obviously, that was kind of the resurgence of the classic 2D side-scrolling Mario that we all grew up with. Um, after playing so much in 3D, it was kind of nice to go back and see uh, the 2D platforming. Um, granted, you know, Nintendo abused that for years, and I feel like it kind of overstayed its welcome, that art style. So I'd like to see something uh, different if they end up going back to a 2D style. I'm kind of over that that visual that they've been using for so long. But still, New Super Mario Brothers 1 and 2, good games. Mario Kart, Animal Crossing on the DS was good. Um, that one had online play, which was kind of cool too. So being able to play and go visit other people's towns, that was uh, that was cool. Um, Pokemon Black and White, I jumped in. I took a, a, a hiatus from Pokemon, it seemed like. I completely missed Diamond and Pearl. I don't know why. I just, I think I was at a point in my life where it was like high school and I felt like I'm, I'm over this, you know, Pokemon's for kids. I don't need to play this anymore. Uh, but then my buddy was like, let's pick it up. Let's jump in. And I was like, all right, let's do it. And just got sucked right back into that series with um, black and white. DS, man, that thing had that thing had a life, though. I think they just showed off the um, the numbers for nintendo's best-selling consoles of all time and the ds was up there i want to say with like 130 or 150 million units sold which is like easily their their biggest seller of all time cool well um i don't want to keep going through history and uh i want to save some for next time so we'll put a pause on it right here at the uh, ds and um Next time we'll go through uh, PS3 and the Wii, the Xbox 360 and beyond and kind of move into the more modern era of gaming, catch you up with what I've been playing um, nowadays. And uh, going forward, I want to start having a, a guest each week, as I was saying. So look forward to we'll have some more topics. So it's not just me sitting here talking to myself, talking to you. We'll have a little bit more conversation Again, uh, thank you so much for listening to uh, the first episode of In Your Element. If you've got any questions or you'd like to share uh, your gaming history with me, I'd love to hear. Uh, Email me at inyourelementpodcast at gmail.com. Again, Instagram is at inyourelementpodcast. Twitter is at IYE podcast. Facebook page is at inyourelementpodcast. And once again, the Patreon page is patreon.com slash in your element Uh, feel free to show some support there we've got different tiers and you can be an elementalist all right cool guys thank you so much for joining me and i look forward to talking to you guys in the future bye